0: hello again geeky on listeners welcome to another podcast uh we've got a fun one for you this week where we talk about controversy uh we talk about some of the controversies in comedy uh in video game reviews uh and in big budget special effects in movies okay well that wasn't so much a controversy Um, but we are talking about the Trevor Noah tweet storm. Um, we talk about Bloodborne and the overwhelmingly positive reviews and what that means to actual people that want to play that game. And we talk about Furious 7, which looks pretty damn cool. Um, we also introduce the new concept that will be coming to next week's podcast, which is Quantum Corner, uh, which I'm very excited about, which will be Jenny's feature on, uh, Quantum Leap. So, look forward to that for next week's episode. But now that you're listening to this week's episode, uh, enjoy this week's discussion with Tom you. hello hello again another geeky on podcast this time we're talking about different things than the last time
1: yeah we tried talking about the same thing every week but didn't work
0: yeah although we'll 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 hold off like that may end up happening with our quantum leap podcast we'll see oh
2: please just just
0: every week quantum leap
2: why don't i just introduce an episode Per our episodes. <laughs> okay, like can, a recap? Like a little recap. Just maybe sure. a sign-off on a, a hella good episode. Yeah, I'd love that. Okay, like, <laughs> do you want
1: to, like, cater it? Like, this is, well, first of all, James. But yeah. second, like, you're going to pick sort of the highlight reel of best Quantum Leap episodes? I think so. I, I might even introduce
2: you? the sound clip because there are glorious things that on that show. <sighs> okay, so, okay. <laughs> maybe just a compilation of, oh, boys. <laughs> <sighs>
1: We can call it we the and corner it. or something. Yeah. Like oh, could we? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Let's let's not derail another podcast with quantum leap. Um, let's get into it. Let's talk about um, you know what's been up with us this week in terms of uh, geeky news things and what what has caught our eye, uh, and then we'll move on to our big topics, which uh, are basically the big title streaming service. Um, you know what that actually means. Um, Trevor Noah's sort of tweet, like, his, his Twitter... Tweet g- history? Yeah, and... Don't call it gate. I know, yeah, it's, it gets overused. Twitter gauzy? Yeah, fuck oh god, his, his, like, Twitter debacle. Fuck Let's up. go with that. Um, we're gonna touch on the the Bloodborne review, uh, controversy. So many controversies. I know, it's this is a very newsy podcast. Uh, so, like, we're talking I mean, about, like, we, what's, what's...
2: This won't um, air over the weekend where... JC died and came alive again which is <laughs> so controversial.
0: So I really feel like it's fitting. <laughs> and uh, and then lastly we're going to get into uh, Furious 7 cuz that <laughs> just that movie just looks like a bad shit and saying good time.
2: So I'll be silent until the end
0: of this <laughs> episode. I, I'm sure you'll have lots to weigh in on on the topics. Could we talk about
1: Manborg? Speaking oh, of insane yeah,
0: times. That would be a great well. Well, just talking about the stuff that we've been doing this past uh, week. Uh, Tom and I had a movie night, and we decided yeah. to watch Manborg, which is an amazing. Like it's hard to call it a feature film because it's only no. like 70 minutes long. And you
1: know what? I was thinking afterwards is it's almost as if it's a sketch on like a sketch show and they just took all the sketches and stitched them together into, into one, one yeah, feature like, length, short feature length yeah. film.
0: But basically it's done by these guys, Astron 6, who do uh, really kind of schlocky, like, uh, I, they're, I guess they're kind of like homage films to really cheesy kind of B-movie stuff. And they're based out of, um, they're in Manitoba and Manborg is this, absolutely insane uh, uh, movie about uh, just like like you know science fiction crazy like 80s style yeah it's like post
1: apocalyptic yeah
2: if you want yeah a soldier brought back to life as a cyborg fights alongside a band of adventurers against demon hordes in a dystopian future yeah 2011
1: yeah that is what happens with yeah. that film the armies of hell yeah um, take which over is the Earth. always capitalized <laughs> they led by Count Draculon was that what it (laughs) was? Or Lord Draculon Uh, they come I guess out of hell and they have (laughs) they have laser Nazi technology and robo technology um, for some reason and they take over the earth and yeah Manborg comes back to life Yeah, and with like a band
0: of like misfit heroes basically takes on the armies of hell it's it's just like it's so absurd and so yeah, ridiculous. It is
1: absurd, so it's hard to recommend it, I guess, wholeheartedly because the people who kind of get it will it, find it tremendously entertaining. But yeah. it's well, you know what it
0: is. It's like the Bloodborne, con- like the the Bloodborne review thing, where yeah. it's like we love that movie. I think I would I would say to anyone who likes the kind of stuff that I like, watch that movie. But there's a lot of people that, if if I said that to, and then they watched it, they would be... They would say, what the hell what are you talking about? What
1: the hell about? is going on in this movie? Yeah, because... But it was tremendously entertaining. I, like, I laughed <laughs> a lot in that movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's it's funny, like, the whole style of it, it looks like... It looks like it's being played off of, like, a Sega CD. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> like those old FMV games. Yeah. Like, the X-Files game from 1997, or whatever that was.
0: Yeah. It's just, like, it has this really cheap... Not even video quality to it. It looks like like the old Wing Commander cutscenes.
1: Yeah, is what it looks like,
0: and that's the whole movie. And it's it's fantastic. I don't know. I can't recommend it enough. But yeah, I guess that kind of takes up our thing. That was
1: all I did this week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There hasn't been too much else that's been like you know catching my my eye in terms of cool geek stuff. But what about you?
2: Not cool. It's but cool ish, uh, as I was looking up Man Bork, because I had to. <laughs> um, and it has great graphic art. Yeah, um, yeah. So maybe they should consider making a comic series out of that. They one. have a
0: companion comic, actually. And the only do. reason I know that is because the reason I found out about this was there's a comic artist that I know, Brian Avenue, who's a huge fan of that movie. He actually offered to those guys to make a comic for them, but they had already made one. Well,
2: in, in my search of the greater man-borg, uh, apparently Fuller House will be coming to Netflix soon.
0: I heard about. it. I thought that was an April Fool's joke.
2: It is not. It will focus on Candace Cameron Bure, as in DJ takes Tanner, yeah. and her best friend, Kimmy Gibbler, played by Andrea Barber, who has done nothing since, uh, and it will be them and their children with... Hopeful guest appearances from
0: Bob Saget, and Bob Sagan and the Gang. Oh my God!
2: That sounds like the worst
0: idea. <laughs> <laughs> is, yep, I couldn't have said that any better. That's a
1: nightmare. Well, yeah. They're saying that it's Fuller House, so there's more people involved. <laughs> like, I guess they're going to have to bring the other maybe. Back. Maybe she's married to a guy whose last name is Fuller. No, that sounds stupid. Full that's full just full out. Out. <laughs> that's not acting. Too much of
2: a Uh... <laughs> You know what? It's probably going to be one of those stupid gimmicky things where they move, like, for some reason,
0: to the same Kimmy house. and
2: DJ have to move back into that house and, like, right. they have family. I'm
1: children. also in economic yeah. troubles. Yeah.
0: And- also, it, like, how yeah, edgy just, are they being expensive. here? Oh, it is. Because they're, they're saying, like, DJ and Kimmy, are they partners? Is that what the implication is? Well, then, yeah, they care. I mean, they grew the up together, sometimes. they are very close. Now. <laughs> they couldn't just, just put on a house. In fact, dinner. I, I assume it.
2: that Kimmy adopted children because this woman had no luck in life, period. <laughs> and to assume she could finally meet a man. And if she does meet a man, I don't want to get to know that character. No,
0: he'd probably be a, be a horrible weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just she, the she's worst. She's going to be
2: the Dave Coulier, like just the odd single. There'll probably be more people that bring in.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Do they just make her like a spinster?
2: Oh, imagine the Olsen twins made an appearance. Like, how would you ever explain how cute little Michelle turned into such a trampy anorexic?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well the point is they look fairly different now, so it's not yeah. like you could have the both of them in it. Well I don't think yeah, they would have, have both at that point. point. Yeah, just have the one. But but that kinda sucks for the one that's not in it. They they miss out on their opportunity on capitalizing on, I think they're you know, doing all right. <laughs> Some I don't they know. Financially
2: speaking, fine. I think they're they're fine.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's that might be the first Netflix show that I wonder to myself why in the name of God did they really?
1: That. You didn't wonder about Hemlock Grove? Hey man, oh, that hey, wasn't that I bad. That. I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was terrible.
2: I went to a Timber Damper concert, and uh, outside of it, the two guys. Uh, oh God! I always mix it up. It's Sarsgård. Sarsgard, Sarsgard. Yeah. Because there's Peter Sarsgard. Okay. and then all of the Sarsgård. Stellan, yeah. Alexander, yeah, and Pete. Dad. It
0: seems like anyone from the yeah, he's
2: he's the daddy. daddy, um, the most famous of them.
0: Well, isn't uh? Oh God, this is oh anyway. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. But anyway, <laughs> a Sarsgård. <So>. Uh, but anyway, the he was <laughs> standing outside, and he's a very unique looking fellow and uh yeah he kind of like stirred me down because I was probably staring, staring at him
1: mouth agape and
2: uh, I immediately went home and watched him lock rope because I wanted more he entered my soul and I needed to <laughs> spend more time with him
0: Stellan <laughs> St- is the like elder
2: that's yeah. the one he
0: and then is, Alexander
2: making... is the attractive the one from yeah. True Blood yes. True Blood and
0: from oh god and
2: then there's the one on Vikings
0: um I don't know which one's on Vikings I haven't watched that show and I need Neither to but. Well, what's the name of the dude that I think is in no way related to this? Peter Sarsgård. Peter yeah. Sars. No, no, Sars. K.
2: Sarsgard.
0: Oh, I see. He's yeah. also great, but yeah, he, completely. It was
2: until he did um, Green Lantern, and then I just. Okay. Oh him.
0: yeah, he that. Well, I mean, you know what? Ryan Reynolds was great too, and he did that movie. So I just try and pretend it didn't happen.
2: I feel like you. Have to sign a waiver or a contract that obliges you to only ever accept one comic book role, and then you're done. Yeah. Like Chris Evans, I thought was great at the Human Torch, mm. but uh, apparently nobody really enjoyed the ensemble. So here we have it. Well, yeah. Up again, I mean, hmm.
0: the funny so, thing is, is when I look at when I look back at all those actors, all fantastic actors in Fantastic Four. Yeah, well, well, not meant to. They're all really good actors.
2: You're you're including Jessica Alvin? Yeah. a
0: really good actor? A really good actor. All right. She is a competent actor. I don't want to, like... They I'm made not her the
2: invisible you. woman. <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah, you know, I think they were being suggestive. <laughs> but, nonetheless, I mean, arguably Chris Evans has done successful both. Uh, I'm not crazy Captain America fan, but let's not digress into that one. Yeah, let's... let's... Uh, but Ryan Reynolds, uh, Deadpool, period.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, speaking of, I guess that's... Relevant. Did you see there was an April Fool's sort of like yeah, second rate it R or something? Yeah. Was it was fantastic because Mario Lopez is basically interviewing Ryan Reynolds about Deadpool and talking about, like, well, you know, it's it's not going to be like a rated movie, right? It's not going to have violence. And he's like, no, it's going to be pretty violent and stuff. And then basically, Deadpool comes out, like, well, Ryan Reynolds dresses Deadpool, comes out and murders Mario Lopez. Fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty great. And the uh, yeah, he says, fuck you, Slater.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Have you guys, you've seen the test? Uh, like, they yeah. did, like, the promo for it? That
0: was great. Yeah. That, like, CG oh, sort of Yeah, it's segment. just,
2: like, Deadpool, like, in and out of a SUV chase yeah. and, like, he just being smart mouth, yeah, like murdering dudes. Murdering left, right, and up the gizzard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty graphic, like...
0: And They're gives, not
2: making it rated R?
0: I think they are. I think that was the purpose of uh-huh. that whole thing. Um, oh, they are? Yeah. They, they are making it rated R. Rated R. Um, so, yeah, because I think the whole sort of purpose of that was to establish. Because I saw articles popping up everywhere after. It's like, you know, Deadpool actually is going to be R-rated. So, I don't know. I hope so. It seems like he's the kind of character that really suits an R-rated movie. Sort of like Punisher Warzone, which...
2: They had a test. Was
0: that the one with Dominic West? Yeah. Oh. And uh, what's his name? Ray Stevenson or whatever? For, or not Ray Stevenson. Uh, the guy from Rome. Ray... Right, 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 right. Ray Stevenson, no. Might Ray S- Winston.
2: Isn't it? Ray Winston? No,
0: that's the uh, that's the one I want. It might be Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. The one that was also yep, in Death
2: that is there?
0: the one. Yeah. He. Uh, yeah, Ray Stevenson was also in uh, Thor. He was... Uh, oh, yeah. What's his name? The big Jimny, jolly one. But
2: not...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> <gave> <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I know,
2: but like, come on. They look <laughs> the same.
0: Volstagg yeah exactly Um, yeah there you go totally a name you would remember (laughs) um
2: that yeah those characters are awful but again trying not to fall off that I think it's important to say for people that don't know enough about Deadpool but may have been introduced to Deadpool through Wolverine origin or X-Men Origins Wolverine yeah don't judge and like Again, performed by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So you would assume whatever movie they make will be similar. It won't. Yeah. That was no, a that's failure. Right.
0: Although it's funny because like his character up until like before he became Deadpool as like uh, Wade Wilson or whatever, mm. he's great. Yeah. It's like there's like one yeah. scene that he's in where he like
2: in the back of the plane when they're on. yeah,
0: or- and then when like they go into that like whatever that dude's like office or something and and like he like does all kinds of sword crap. It's great. It's like, yeah. he's smart-alecky and it's perfect, and then he turns into a weird laser beam monster yeah. with blades in his arms. It's just a nightmare at the Did end. Did you not see? No.
2: <laughs> For our listeners, Tom is making an inquisitive look. <laughs> it was sort so of like... either yeah, or doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's bad. Uh, no, it was... I don't even know what they tried to do there. They just, like, blended a bunch of concepts and, like, yeah, it was really awfully... Awfully done,
0: yeah. Um, it, so. what
1: do you mean he was a laser monster? What he is could that? shoot just, lasers out of his
0: eyes, he had blades oh. that came out of his arms, he could teleport. Um, they had was, this
2: concept that he was like they were robbing mutants like of their Knight powers Cry, and, they were it,
1: and they were putting it all into all this into guy. Deadpool. Yeah, By think, wait, whose power is that they get metal in their arms? Wolverine, Wolverine? but that wasn't his power,
2: yeah. Mm. I think they took the ability to heal from Wolverine. So he already got, has
0: the ability to heal, actually. That's a thing that Deadpool I believe
2: has. I don't know what I'm talking about. That's all right.
0: I okay. mean, whatever. It, it, that's kind of irrelevant, but bottom line is, <laughs> No, i like, on this yeah. particular
2: podcast. It's like... Well, I'm just saying,
0: like, in, in the case of in the movie, it doesn't really matter which powers he already had and which he didn't. They made him into a mess of a character that was in no way Deadpool. Not to mention the fact that he couldn't talk. Which is a big part of Deadpool's character, is being a loudmouth, like a smartass. And, yeah, he was not funny. Like, once he turned into, like, super Deadpool, he wasn't funny. So he was like Trevor Noah? Oh, Oh, Oh. you know what? what? Let's 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 use that. Let's do that. Let's segue about being not funny. Um, Trevor Noah is made, like, a lot of news, obviously, lately, because he is going to be taking over for Jon Stewart on The Daily Show. Which, um, let's start first, like, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that.
1: On the Daily Show?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, on him taking over the Daily Show. Um, cricket,
2: cricket.
1: <laughs> I have never seen his act
2: before. Last you, Eric's girlfriend. Yes,
1: who it is was, it was um, not <laughs> in the background there, but yeah. But Trevor Noah, only, he only made three appearances on the Daily Show. Like, it was very mm-hmm. quick. Um, So I, I'm not familiar with him really at all. Okay, yeah, so you didn't know his material before no. or like that?
2: Yeah. Well, I had a conversation with him. A- some people, uh, and they were like, Who? Yeah, um, I can't tell you. They are? that's fine. <laughs> They're part of the agency. <laughs> um, that's a back to my Agent Alice story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so they're virtual. Uh, yeah, well, Jon Stewart got a lot of flack because rewind back to yep. '97 ish. Um, Craig Kilburn oh, was the right, host right. of The Daily Show which I think was just Daily Show or something. It was just very cultural, comp, like, nothing... Like any late show. Yeah, and then yeah, Jon Stewart took it over and turned it into the political satire. Yeah, right. And people were not pro Jon Stewart. They had a lot of crap to say. He'd been in some shitty, questionable shows and movies. Yeah. He was a nobody. Yeah, and he kind
0: of wasn't the greatest stand-up comedian, right? No. He wasn't a great Like, comedian. he didn't
2: seem like the right fit. And mm-hmm. he has since launched careers of... Um, Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, uh, John Oliver um, yeah. uh, Steve Carell, Steve Carell, yeah, uh, lots of really
0: oh, um, Rob Riggle, yeah, yeah. lots of
2: great <laughs> people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Trevor Noah doesn't seem like an obvious choice, nor does he seem that funny, but perhaps he will turn it into yeah. something. Yeah, of and snow. he's
1: got a different background, right? Because he's from South, South Africa, Africa. Yeah. so he's got kind of a more international. mm mm-hmm background to him so that it'll be interesting to see a different perspective
0: yeah for sure i think that there's a lot of to the uh, controversy no no, no. i <laughs> i want to sort of i think the context is important because i think it actually has a lot to do with how the controversy played out um and a big part of that is like i mean he is a person of color which that show has had a history not to mention the format has had a history of not having very much of like late night um has a notorious reputation of just Hiring old white dudes uh, or just white dudes because now they're skewing younger. But yeah, this white dude just white dudes of all white shapes and sizes. So like, he's one of the first persons of color to sort of have a sh- like a like a role in a like in that kind of a format, you know, for a late night show. Although it's not it's not like a late night talk show necessarily. I, it's similar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have guests. Yeah, he's also you know he's also young. He he's not he's not bad. I've seen some of his stand up. It's pretty. It's like fairly funny. And oddly enough, uh, the tweets that were in question don't seem to fit the form of what I've seen of his standup. So, you know, that's something we'll kind of dive into, but I think that an important thing to note is that he's kind of, he's kind of the poster boy for change for like, you know, in, in comedy and on television, because he's like this not so obvious choice that people were really excited about, um, So I think that actually had a big impact on why, like on how people responded once this whole thing broke. So, uh, let's get into what broke. Basically, um, he, like, so people went digging into his Twitter
1: backlog and
0: I mean like serious
1: backlog. This is 2011, I think was the earliest ones I saw. Which
2: I raised to you, I was like. I think the funniest thing I've ever said on Twitter was my very first tweet, and I have not been able to go back and find it. You can't so, scroll that far back? No. Like, mm-hmm. you can even get an email sent to you with your entire Twitter history, and uh, I gave up. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Just so, There's so many... There's so much, like, content to go through. And I didn't, I've never really
2: Twittered that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, they did go back until, like, 2012, and he had some very anti-Semitic and uh, anti-feminist Yeah comments which um as i look through the very uh confirmed background on wikipedia he's actually uh, his mother is half jewish
0: that's right yeah that is I, I mean not that that it's never just like that's never really an excuse a, a shitty anti-semitic joke doesn't get excused because you're like that you have like jewish hair no you should
2: be held more accountable because if anything you know more yeah about exactly that topic religion what have you
1: yeah um, uh,
2: they're they just yeah poorly structured well like
0: let's here I'll, I'll just pull a couple of them up here so people like who haven't read them know the context so some of the the jokes he tweeted were um almost bumped a jewish kid crossing the road he didn't look before crossing uh but i still would have felt bad uh, so bad in my german car so like That's pretty a- shitty kind of holocaust joke. and more importantly not actually funny. Like, it's just, no. like, it's a bad sort of, it's not a well-structured joke. It doesn't really land. Um, South Africans know how to recycle. Like, Israel knows how to be peaceful. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's a quote. Uh, oh, yeah, on the we- Oh yeah, it's the weekend. People are going to get drunk and think that I'm sexy. Fat shakes everywhere. Uh, so, I mean, that's just kind of a, a taste of, I think those were pretty much the three choice tweets that people were really, like, kind of keying, uh, keying in on. Um, there was the one the about like cuts?
2: oh I, I was gonna say the oh, one yeah. about the Olympic female hockey is like oh
1: yeah, yeah. Porn or something. like lesbian porn but without the, the, porn. Porn, without the porn yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: again like it's more just head scratch worthy like
0: yeah,
1: yeah what
2: what is your comment here I don't even actually understand what he's trying to get across which I think when you reflect so, on a format like The Daily Show where you're like it's all about quick wit and intelligence yeah. that gives an underlining. Political commentary for sure,
0: Um, but like so, I mean, there is the argument to be made that like based on this, is this guy actually a smart, funny writer? And and
2: maybe say that in two thousand twelve, he was not. So when
1: did he start like being Um, a a comedian? Good question. Because if that was early in his career, and maybe he was kind of feeling out jokes, it would kind of have to be. He's
0: not old. He's thirty one. So, 2012, he would have been, you know, it's like mid-20s. Would it be? 28? If it was three years ago. Okay, there you go. That's, <laughs> that's
1: math. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, in 2010, he dropped out of his radio show and decided to focus on comedy.
1: So, there you go. He'd been out okay, for so, two years. Yeah, like, it could be that he just hadn't worked out how to, you know, get the structures of the jokes right. And also, Twitter just is kind of a... Yeah, it's kind but of throw stuff out, right? Like you that's you that's an important through, thing. To, so maybe he has not thought through the jokes, because like,
0: it's not to say that he necessarily could not make good jokes in 2012. It's that he made some bad ones on Twitter. Yeah, you that, know, that like, kind
1: of stick around, and okay. like he's still making them. so part of the issue is, like, well, this you know this was a while ago, so you know, yeah, but yeah. He I, I, is I, still making them. Like in December, he made one about Bruce Jenner. Which at least you can say is more closely resembles a joke. Yeah, and a
0: lot of people were taking cheap shots uh, about Bruce Jenner, which like it's still
1: not like you know nice. No, it's but it's more of a joke. You can see that how the joke works as opposed to these older ones, which are just kind of saying a stereotype. Yeah, yeah.
2: I do have to retract slightly as I continue to read. Yeah, Um, he was actually putting out comedy specials as of 2009. Okay. Uh, and a lot of them, by the way, are references to racism. Like, he was kind of known, like, yeah, he's laugh, but it's true. Trevor Noah, the racist, that's racist. Like, those are all titles.
0: But I know that a big part of his, uh, his sort of comedy was actually, uh, pointing out sort of, racism towards him or, like, things that he, he observes as being a person of color. So, like, he's, you know, he has a reputation of being a good cultural observer, um, which is, kind of makes it ridiculous that he would make such really off, like, sort of off-color kind of jokes, but... Yeah,
1: well, you can make jokes about that kind of stuff, like, for example, like, Tina Fey will make jokes about... Know, different groups or whatever. Yeah. But usually the point of those jokes is to say more about society than that group themselves. Yeah. As opposed to these tweets from Trevor Noah which were really just kind of making fun of minorities in some way.
0: Yeah.
2: To borrow the own, his own words, and I think it's fair to say this, uh, this is a comment that he put out after the backlash. He said, to reduce my views to a handful of jokes that didn't land is not a true reflection of my character nor my evolution as a comedian. Yeah. Which... Is entirely fair, fair and also um, South Africa is a very unique <laughs> and distant uh, culture from our own. We've well, got a bit of history, though. You know, if you look at like a movie like District Nine, that was actually a commentary on like the separation yeah, between, yeah. yeah. So, um yeah, it, we reflect on our background and our nature. So he started off reflecting on where he came from. And yes. I think everybody just has to kind of give him a shot, see how he does, and well, you know, I, I if agree. he sucks, let's burn him.
0: <laughs> but one thing, that's, one thing. Uh, well, there's a couple things that kind of caught my eye about the way that this sort of unfolded. And one thing is that I saw a lot of uh, articles and, and sort of uh, commentary sort of responding, saying, like, let's not be so hasty. Like, you know, like, yeah, this is some, like, this was bad stuff, this sucked, but let's not, like, you know, let's not just completely write this guy off, Uh, which I thought was interesting, because I rarely see that. I I rarely see that. Like, I actually, like, one of the the articles I I read that was actually oddly um, supportive of Trevor Noah was actually in Salon, which, in my history of reading it, has a tendency to skew towards the more politically correct and to defend people that are, you know, slighted or, or like, you know, marginalized. So that got me wondering, why is this guy getting that? And and I think part of it comes back to the fact that he is a person of color that's, that's taking up this space, uh, you know, like in a largely white male dominated, uh, you know, like sort of environment. And so I think there are people, you know, people even in the camps that he was offending recognize it's like, all right, well, like we can't just, You know, like, we can't just, like, you know, throw, you know, write this guy off because it's kind of, you kind of be injuring your own, your own sort of cause at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing about that. And I kind of wonder, like, what your guys' take is, I mean, based on, on that, like, the fact that people are actually responding and saying that, you know, like, let's not get so upset with them.
1: Well, I think that that's the right way to go about it. Because, I mean, in any Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter. Controversy. Twitter just has this way of whipping everything into a frenzy, and everything is the end of the world. Yeah, and then you forget about it by the next week. And it's not that I would say that the outrage—it's not really an issue here—that these were jokes, right? That Trevor Noah was doing. He was—he was trying to tell jokes. They just weren't funny and tasteless. And
2: which, okay, this is as I will uh, slightly off-topic, but for example. My boyfriend's on the road right now and we're Mm -hmm. doing a lot of texting because it's expensive to do anything else. It's true. So I made some like bad, given, joke about how uh, was he even interested in coming home anymore? Should I look up Tinder? ( uncovered) (laughs) (laughs) ( separams) Ha ha, stupid. ( empreieme) He misinterpreted thinking that (バイ) I (amiliar). was accusing him ( faudravers) of (inaudible) using Tinder on the road and it very quickly ( интерес). took this turn where he was like, Jesus, no, I'm not using Tinder. And twinterly Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Obviously laughs> posting World. like your your Dumb and <laughs> gum. Oh. Um yeah, so like <laughs> you have these limited characters to express yourself, interpret mm-hmm. a tone of voice, right, and it can turn very quickly. And yeah, it's a little outrageous for people to judge so quickly. Yeah. And he now has the opportunity to speak more. Um so give him that shot. And yeah. I think most people just freak out about change. Like, we're yeah. sad yeah. to lose Jon Stewart. I don't think anyone will fill sure. his shoes as...
0: Fucking sirens. <laughs> oh, that's John's just King a sirens. part of living, you know, like on a on a main
1: street downtown. But anyway.
2: Um. Yeah, so just relax, okay? <laughs> yeah,
1: just relax. Just relax. Uh, and people make mistakes, right? Like, just because nope. you... <laughs>
2: not this one. You, didn't you just... <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, right. <but> just that. <laughs> just told time. that story? Yeah.
1: But yeah, I don't think that you should have to go away forever because you made a mistake. No, no, certainly yeah. not. One thing I will say which is
0: because I don't I don't feel like he like there's there's no reason why we should just sort of let him off the hook with No. Them. I it, one thing is that I really do wish that we would see him actually say like, "You know what? Those were sh- like I those are shitty jokes. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry for that." Like he, he kind of... He kind I of know, dismisses it He's as... Sorry like, for bad mood. No, like,
2: I, I disagree. I I don't think you should have to apologize for a joke that just didn't land. Like, But
0: that's the thing is, I don't know if it's okay to just write it off as a joke that didn't land. It's not just... Like, they they really weren't targeted the right way. Like, they... they it was just like... It was taking shots at the wrong well, thing.
2: in that case, I want every female comic to apologize to me for making period jokes. Because... <laughs> Stop it. I don't want to hear it anymore. But... No, I, I, whatever. It was 2012. Like, uh, let's, let's I move think on. I think
1: that if, if he demonstrates some level of growth, and again, I'm not, yeah, I I'm mean, not familiar true. with his work, so yeah. I can't say whether he has or hasn't, but like, everybody did stupid shit when they were younger, right? Like, That's true.
0: I mean, it is only three years ago, it's not like, like, it's not like he's, you know, it wasn't like a nineteen-year-old kid versus mm-hmm. you know a thirty. But you're right. Still, people make mistakes, still and, young and maybe that's maybe that's sort of the takeaway is that uh, now that he's aware that people are kind of holding him accountable for the kind of stuff that uh, you know he's saying. Maybe he like the the real question is going to be: Is he going to take that to heart as he moves forward and and uh, is more careful with the the kind of thing that he does? Like, don't get me wrong. I think that there's a there's a safe space to workshop comedy and I think that's It's important. not Twitter? I don't think it's like no No, no it's not Twitter but like uh, like you know there are, there are comedy rooms there are like there are spaces that are designed for that um, Yeah
1: well I mean that's what um Chris Rock was saying actually in that interview that I sent out uh that, the no, YouTube, one that yeah. no one yeah. other than youtube read that's and right. you didn't read it yeah. but uh, it was basically chris rock just talking about that he can't workshop comedy anymore because people will just record it and post it on youtube yeah so he can't workshop comedy the yeah. same way and like jokes start out terrible yeah, right? yeah like it takes time to fashion it into a good joke which is maybe when yeah. you're just banging it out on twitter and sending it out yeah. and maybe that's not a good place to and do. maybe
0: that's gonna like maybe that's something that needs to come like it like needs to develop in the future is like having like comedy rooms or comedy events that are put your phone like yeah you can't have a recording device like there's no way to because I think that would like it's important. And people typically in those spaces like for those kinds of comedy events or like you know those kinds of comedy nights understand that they are unpolished jokes. They're not like they're not hearing like a a stand-up special um, you know, it's it's kind of more for, like, comedy nerds and, like, comedy aficionados that tend to go to those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, I think that's uh, sort of a fair point. But speaking of, sort of, I guess, the Twitter side of things and, and whether or not things are all right, I did want to touch on the fact that uh, Patton Oswalt had a very publicized response to that, which was he had a 53-tweet-long sort of tirade. Uh, uh, tirade's, like, a really rough He's way to describe a, it. But
1: hasn't he had... Twitter tirades before? Yes. Many. Yeah, several. Um,
2: Him and Norm MacDonald seem to be the two that uh, <laughs> yeah. you have to follow the whole just thing. Just give them and, more space. Yeah. yeah. Or just get a blog. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, but he basically, uh, he started out by tweeting a, a very simple joke that was, uh, why did why the man throw butter at the window? And it's, he wanted to see butterfly. Uh, or wanted to see a butterfly. Um, so, you know, simple. And then he just basically goes into a very long... Uh, sort of protracted explanation of like why he doesn't want to like offend all of these different sort of groups based on elements of the joke. You know, it's like, I don't want to, um, you know, like sort of offend visually impaired for not being able to see, uh, nor do I want to like, you know, offend like lactose intolerant people and just on and on and on. Um, And then he finished the whole thing with saying like, welcome to to comedy in 2015, Trevor Noah. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, I think it's a little off the mark. It's it's a fair point in saying that you can't expect to uh, like please everyone with a joke and you can't mm. expect to not like offend someone with a joke. But it also seems to suggest that like if a joke of like the the, the sort of the summary seems to be, uh, if a joke offends someone like uh, you know like a joke shouldn't matter if it offends someone. Mm. And I don't think that's really correct. I think that it can still be like you can still tell, like a shitty joke is a sh- like uh, that that offends people, or like that's just really offensive and, and bad. Is you know, like you you should be held accountable for it. It's just about like whether or not, like again.
2: Yeah. I well, uh, uh, one of my favorite <laughs> comics, who happens to be my boyfriend. <laughs> um, that's fortunate. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It worked out well. Um, I before we dated, I was sitting in a comedy room. With my girlfriend, she and I share a very common sense of humor, so I thought Uh, he told a joke that involved um, women who were trying to use the B word, and he reflected that there were only three words that are allowed and given, and that's the F, N, and C word, and thus women already had a category in that, a C word, so you couldn't also choose to have B word. It's a great joke, it goes on. Yeah. You can YouTube it if you're so inclined. <laughs> uh, either way, she like stood up, made her case in point for how offended she was at this, and left the room, and then went on to, I believe, talk to uh, the manager, oh. and like voiced her opinion. And she's an idiot, so <laughs> fortunately the manager did not... dismiss it? Yeah, dismissed it. Yeah. But he's been in situations where that's happened, yeah. And it's ruined his credibility because one person was offended. Meanwhile, the entire room
0: was, was loving, loving it. Loving yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I
2: mean, it's you can't like It's, it's all how we take yeah. it in. Like you can't yeah. apologize for everything you do. And I feel like
1: the context is important there too because you went to a comedy club. Yeah, and like get a. You can't be so thin-skinned if you're going to a place like that. Yeah. Well, I guess uh,
0: as a as a counterpoint, um, a good example to, I think would be something like the the Tosh heckling, right? Thing, mm. Where he he just handled the situation terribly. I don't even know much about like the actual the, the the joke that he was trying to tell or anything, but like his yeah, I mean, him responding to a heckler when he was telling a joke about rape, saying like, "Wouldn't it be funny if you got raped right now?" That's just
1: shitty. Like, there's
0: there's mm-hmm. really no, like... And I guess
1: maybe that's kind of, comedy can come from a good place or a bad place. Yeah. And that was kind of not very nice to say. And, like, the Trevor Noah things were kind of not from a good place. Yeah. It was kind of making fun of And maybe minorities. that's a good way to put
0: it. And, like, I don't I don't know about the joke that your boyfriend said, but I'm sure it wasn't coming from a... No, it
2: was, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was an intelligent Yeah, reflection I'm sure of uh Commentary. I don't know. I'm not the funny one. <laughs> God, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> She's literally
0: getting up and leaving. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I think um, it's it's a very delicate subject, and I don't think there really is a clear answer in terms of when to uh, dictate what what's okay and what isn't. Yeah. Um, but I think that's that's probably sort of enough to leave it at that. All right. We're just gonna get some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> coffee brew I feel
2: like I just yeah. got a message too from someone. You, like, you I'm you listening right did. now and I don't like what you're saying.
0: That would be amazing cuz this that is joke not live. but I guess we'll we'll take that and sort of I guess we'll kind of end on that note about Trevor Noah and saying that it is precarious. It's hard to really dictate when you can't when make eventually. you can't draw a line in the sand. You can't say like this is when someone should you know, do something and this is when someone shouldn't and this is when it's okay and this is when it's not, it's always nuanced it will always, you know, require context. Um, but from there, let's let's move on to sort of our next subject we want to talk about, which was the big news of the, from Jay-Z um, about his t- Tidal streaming service. Uh, and there was a very publicized, uh, like, launch announcement um, which had tons of just, like, pop stars there. And they were saying that basically... You Daft Punk in a robot suit. Well, they have to be, right? Like, you can't just see their faces. Someone
2: told me that they saw a concert with their faces, and I was destroyed by that. I would
0: call them a (laughs) fucking liar. (laughs) They are probably body doubles. I'd throw
2: a brown paper bag on the stage and be like, you put that on right now!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you dare. Don't you dare show your face to me. But, uh... Yeah, like, it just, it was such a, it seemed like a bizarre event to me, because it was just, like, all these celebrities and stuff like that, saying how they're, and Jay-Z's talk about how, like, they're going to change, like, the landscape of music. Um, and, I don't know, it, it seemed a little bit over the top, a little bit too much yeah. poetry for me, but,
1: that well, being said. You prefer, I, like, a more actuarial, like, we're going to release a slightly different thing <laughs> than the exact thing you already got. Kind of. I, I mean... It's not honestly, that different, folks. Yeah, but it's... Well, please. the thing is,
0: the funny thing is, when I look into it, like, when I look into that service, it's got tons to actually, like, promote on its own legs that makes it a better service than other competitors. But it just seemed like the, the, the gist was, they were like, this is going to save the music industry for artists, which... Yeah, more
1: uh, fair, I think, is what Nicki Minaj said. It's about fairness.
0: Yeah. And so let's... Let's talk a bit about that. Um, first no. of all, all right. Well, that's our show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, first of all, like, did you guys check it out? Did you I did.
1: It? I checked the shit out of it. I right. mean, the actual service itself. Um, I did not. Both.
0: And, well, the, both the, the service and but the news I, about it. Yeah,
1: like the news and the features. I read about the features.
0: Cool. Uh, what about you, Did you check it out at all, or?
2: Yeah, uh, currently. <laughs> oh, There you go. Uh,
0: well, I'll let you play a little bit of catch up there, but basically. Um when I looked into the the service itself the the big draw to me is that they've got they've got two-tiered service. They've got something that's very Spotify like in the at the like $10 price point, but then they've got a $20 price point that actually has um more content. Than they do music videos and I they think, do I lossless. I think
1: that the $10 thing has the music videos as well. I think okay. you're probably right. For me that's not a big draw because i honestly didn't know that they made music videos anymore yeah i I don't think i've seen a music video since i was like 14 years old
0: yeah i mean you know there was much music Um, and so basically
1: the 10 dollar um tier if you want to call it that which i think is called premium even though it's not the premium
0: yeah then the other one's like hd or something yeah so that
1: the 10 dollar one is very much like spotify or whatever it goes up to 320 kilobits per second which is great yeah um $10 Ten dollars a month, and but it has ads, oh, does it? It does have ads that I didn't know um, and uh, otherwise it's very, very similar. They've got essentially the same catalogs, except um, titles got Taylor Swift
0: yeah because uh, <laughs> that the, was a big yeah. thing, obviously, is that she pulled all of her stuff off Spotify and pretty much everything because they because I guess she felt that they she don't don't does yeah, Which, she does have be, enough money right now.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess there's a case to be made. Like, just if they're getting ripped off, if artists are getting ripped off by yeah. these services, which is a totally legitimate conversation to have, which we will have, then totally she still better. has a case. Like, if just because she has a lot of money, just because they're not paying her fairly, it doesn't mean that that's excused. Right. But anyway, just to finish, yeah. the twenty dollar uh, title service does include the lossless which you can debate as to how much value that has over 320 kilobits per second. Yeah, but it's it worth so it $10 field, and yeah. it doesn't have the ads.
0: Yeah, which I assume is a big draw. I mean, I know that's why I I have a subscription to Spotify and the biggest reason was just not There's to no get ads. with ads. Yeah, well,
1: the reason I signed up for Spotify, because you can listen to it for free, right? That's right. You get access to the whole thing. Just the reason I do... Just like, yeah, yeah t- I think you can on the tablet but not on your phone or, or yeah. whatever. But anyway... Uh, the reason I I, sus- I subscribed to it was because of the um, the high-quality audio, the 320 kilobits per second. Yeah. So I guess for me, the switching to Tidal would be a conversation about is the lossless FLAC audio worth the upgrade? Yeah. Is, uh, I mean, you'd be paying, I guess you already don't have ads on Spotify, so you would just remain not having ads, so that one doesn't count. Yeah. And then two would be about the um, royalties that they pay to artists.
0: Right, which I think that should bear into your... your I think it should. So assuming
1: that they do pay better royalties, which we actually don't know at this point... um, Uh, Yeah, that's one thing that they didn't make abundantly clear. No, they didn't. Um, they, they,
0: They basically... I mean, the ownership is all artists, but that... That's one of those things where I don't see how that's a big draw. The artists that own it are already very successful and very wealthy. I mean, they'd have to be to be able to buy into a company like that. Right. Um, so, do I really care about lining their pockets? Not specifically, um, you know, not not particularly any more than, like, say, just some investor. Um, but if it's a better return for an artist for like father
1: john misty or yeah
0: yeah. or like well one of the the artists i saw that that posted something about this was monster truck because they didn't really care Mm -hmm. they they didn't they were like if you want to support us come to our shows you know like have a good time with us buy our tickets like you know buy buy our merch like we don't care about something like title right um which i think is a sentiment that a lot of more independent artists share is that like this service doesn't really have a meaningful impact on us.
1: Um, so I wonder if they know then about how much the royalties would be. Like, do I, you think that they yeah,
0: would... I don't know if they do. And they, right. they may change their tune. Who knows?
1: But yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: let's, let's get so funny if, up like, in here. So I guess the question then between Tidal and Spotify would be, is the lossless audio and the better royalties, if there are, is that worth $120 more per year? Per year, yeah. On Spotify. Yeah. And one thing that's interesting to note is, I mean,
0: Spotify is obviously a major competitor, but not the only one. And there are lots of other services with like big libraries and lots of content that you could use. And they have, and they don't all pay the same. And that's actually something I want to touch base on, which is that um, I actually have a, an index that I was looking up. This is on thetricordist.com. Um, they have sort of a streaming price bible that uh breaks down what various uh services pay and a good example and i know that one that's typically had a better sort of like um return for artists is uh google play so like their their music service um they pay 4 cents per stream um for to an artist was that for starting the stream do you have to listen to a certain I think you need to. No, I. I don't know. That doesn't really make it clear. My assumption would be like per click. Uh, I don't know if you need to listen to the whole song. Spotify's is uh, half a cent. So I mean the different. That's like an. It's eight times more of a return. Say for just between Google Play and Spotify. Spotify is actually one of the worst on this list, uh, coming in at third last. But like just above MySpace Music, music which pays. Just under one-tenth of a cent. Isn't
2: that Justin Timberlake,
0: too? Myspace still exists. Yeah, apparently, Myspace Justin exists.
2: Timberlake bought Myspace.
0: Well, he's a dick, then. Because mm. he's, not, he's not, like... It's <laughs> like, ooh, shots fired. Um, but he's, like... Because it's not rewarding artists very fairly. Um, and Amazon Cloud is also super, super low. Uh, coming in at, like, one-twentieth of a cent, pretty much. That's crazy. Like, you literally... They break it down of the amount of plays you would need to equate to one download of the song. So like at 99 cents, for instance. So for Amazon cloud, you would need to listen to that song 5,862 times to equate to one download of it. It's kind of insane. Um, But yeah, the best uh, service for, in terms of the return is Nokia, actually, uh, which pays off like seven cents per, per play. So, one thing that's interesting here is that like there's there's a lot of range like you know RDO and spotify are both pretty low on the scale and then something like google play is higher but you said that you know, like you said we have no idea what uh title is actually going to to do in terms of compensating for the stream um
2: i have re- like a very important point to yeah make.
0: yeah go ahead
2: it was not Daft Punk. It was Dead Mouse. Oh, was it Dead Mouse? On I can't the stage? even believe you made that mistake.
0: No, no, they're they're both. Well, Daft Punk is and They are investors in it. Dead Mouse was at the event. Yes. Oh, it wasn't
2: Daft. Punk? It was not Daft Punk. Oh, well, I mean,
0: they're both artists that wear stupid, stupid shit on their helmets. Yeah. But that is
2: clearly
0: a mouse. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Maybe I thought it was his dress
1: helmet or some shit. <laughs> was, it, was there two
0: of
1: them? <laughs> well, there's two years you know so each so, so, wait, one of them? okay never mind anyway
0: yeah dead mouse was there um i remember yeah because i remember reading that there was a story that apparently him and madonna being in the same space implies that they've somehow resolved some feud that they have dead mouse and madonna had a yeah, feud apparently okay i okay. feel like we're not equipped to talk yeah about we're that. not getting into that for the life of us but uh, i just thought that was funny um, that's what one article like read into that an- announcement event. <laughs> it's yeah. like, whatever about the streaming service, Madonna and, and dead mouse guys. Um, but yeah.
2: I, I don't know. I think music is much like television. There, as we talked on the last podcast, they're coming up with new things or series for series. Yeah. Uh, there's show me, crave Yahoo, Amazon, Netflix, like Hulu. All of yeah. these Hulu very competitive sites as to how we get our source of yeah. this media. So uh, much like Trevor, Noah, like let it happen, Oof. see where it goes. <laughs>
0: For um, sure, um, I and think, yeah,
2: of course we want the return to the artist to be decent, yeah. but that's not my problem.
0: But it, but, so like but I um, guess it, it could inform the, the purchasing that decision, that right? Yeah, thing yeah, I think, I think
1: yeah. that it that's worth something yeah. to me. It's just is it worth the difference between $10 and $20 a month? And one thing that's interesting uh, about this,
0: as opposed to say like Netflix and all of those services, uh, there seems to be a lot more transparency for consumers to actually know where their money's going. Because unlike say Netflix uh, or those services where we have no real idea how much people are getting paid. Like we don't know what they're, what they're giving creatives for the, for those projects. Mm-hmm. Um, here we can actually see at least to some degree what the return is for an artist. Now we don't know in terms of like the rights agreements that they, they strike up with the artists. Uh, I assume there'd be something, you know, like to like some sort of a, an agreement up front, um, to, to like pay them. But, uh, that obviously plays into it, but, uh, it does inform your purchasing decision. I think, I know for me, I kind of hate that Spotify is such a, a shitty, uh, you know, like sort of, they're so shitty at returning, money to the artists like I like their service but it doesn't make me feel good knowing that like I'm paying for a service where the artists are getting shit in return you know so I feel
2: like the grandpa in this conversation like <laughs> I'm like I don't know what you guys are talking about I've never done any of this I listen to my vinyls at home I'm oh very content. Wow. I know, so, like, so, so this is boring, I'm You're,
0: coming, you're coming in, like, <laughs> representing the, the hipster perspective.
2: No, oh, wait, I'm supposed to say I am a hipster to disqualify <laughs> me for being a hipster. No,
0: I just like the way it sounds, okay? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. There you go. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's. I, I just, like, I guess the thing that struck me about the announcement is that it seemed really overblown in terms of what they, they claimed it was really doing for the industry, but but... The service actually looks really good. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks like it's exactly server.
1: like Spotify,
0: basically. Yeah, just more expensive, but well, you, you get nicer have your stuff. You guys
2: and give me a review. Yeah, and
0: sure. There
1: you,
0: there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right, I think that kind of covers that topic for us. Great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know you're excited to move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so
2: now, why don't you guys talk about a video game that I've never? No, let's
0: this? let's move on to Furious Seven. Yes. So, so you can so you can add some input to the conversation. Um, so there's I don't know, like there's not that much to talk about, about this movie other than the fact that it looks crazy. And obviously, you know, there's some some weird stuff because one of the person one of the people in it is not alive anymore.
2: Yeah, uh there's a tragic thing that happens in Hollywood,
0: <laughs> aside <laughs> from die. death. People are um,
2: where oh, uh see. competitive plot lines or big budget action or similar kind of akin yeah. Genre of films get released and it pushes release dates of other things. Yeah. And in this case, uh, it was actually Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Hercules oh. that impeded the completion of Furious, Furious 7. Oh. Um, so they had to break and sadly in that time, Paul Walker had his fatal accident. So in this movie, despite a scene in which uh, planes release the cars from the plane, which is Completely done real. Yeah, that's bashed uh, insane. By the way, I think that's one of the biggest, coolest
0: stunts I've ever heard of. Yeah,
2: the biggest CG expense in the movie was superimposing Paul Walker's face on his brothers' bodies. Yeah, um, which is was, multiple
1: brothers. He Paul had Walker? two brothers. Oh, really? Him. Yeah, I didn't know that there were two. Why other were brothers, too. Was that an availability thing, or
2: perhaps maybe it was cheaper? In certain
1: lights, huh? some of them look more like Paul Walker. Maybe who knows?
2: Um, this is IMDb uh, information, <laughs> so. Um, but as a fanatic of the movie Predator, if (laughs) you have a muscular man carrying a minigun anywhere, (laughs) I am like sign seal (laughs) delivered.
0: I love that that is your, your window into this movie.
2: I honestly, I've never actually even seen a furious movie. I was out with my friend last night and I was like, let me take a gamble. This was the plot line for the first one. Nailed it 100%. <laughs> I feel like I don't need to see any predecessor. Um, but, yeah, minigun. Like, <laughs> come on.
0: Yeah, I uh, mean, that, it is exceptionally cool to ever see, like, a guy holding a minigun. i shot a
2: minigun. What? It was, like, the highlight of my life. How? Uh, like, <laughs> working where in the film it? industry, you get some crazy quirks. Uh, quirks, that's not correct. Perks? Perks. Yeah. Uh, with a P. Quirky um, perks. Quirky perks.
1: That's a quirky and, perk for And sure. uh,
2: we had a, a very fanatical um, stunt special effects dude and yeah. he, he like kept bringing out all these guns and things. I'm like, what else do you have back there? <laughs> He's like, blah, 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 minigun, blah, blah. I'm like, you have a minigun? You have the uh, a yeah. Mind you, there was no chance in hell I was ever going to hold that thing so he had to put it on like a tripod. Yeah, I, I got know, to they're do huge. a oh, few. Oh, it's a big gun.
1: Well, in, it's in spite a, of what you think? Yeah, that's I know. I was gonna say, yeah. possibly it's one of the most Mitty. ironic
0: yeah. names. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is not Mitty, it.
2: but it's meant to be like mounted on a helicopter, like inside. Yeah, so, uh, no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah. God damn! Yeah, it it just <sighs> looks like it. It. I like to refer to these kind of movies as bubble gum uh, movies because you chew on it, you don't have to digest it, and yeah, that's true. You know, blow a bubble, yeah. enjoy yeah. All the way.
0: Uh, and I. Honestly, I haven't I haven't been one for the franchise since, like, the beginning. And I will say that the trailer totally got me excited for it. It really makes me want to watch that movie. They drop a bunch of cars out of a plane. Mm-hmm. For realsies. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's incredible. Um, and it just looks like a, like, nonsensical action thrill ride kind of movie. And there, there really aren't, I feel like, so many action movies and stuff like that kind of take themselves too seriously now. And with the exception of something like, say, like, Marvel superhero movies... Or The Expendables. Uh, yeah, well, The Expendables, I actually feel like that did take itself too seriously. <laughs> but, I don't know. I what? Just, I just think it was like, I, it was like, it's just too, it's like, it's too far into cheesy territory. I don't know.
2: The only reason you ever watch The Expendables is if you grew up loving action films as a kid and you want to see these people interact.
0: But, um, uh, yeah... That I don't feel There's what really no what element of I mean, it was too serious. Well, it, maybe that's the wrong way to, to say it. It's not it that is. they take. Okay, all right, fine, fine. We I established I admit that. it was yeah. wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. Um, I just think that those. I don't think they actually like for me. They didn't land because it was just a little bit too much of. It was leaning too heavily on the shtick. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a different that debate a of whether or not trademark. they're terrible. Yeah. yeah, well, they are terrible. Yeah, say. they're. Yeah,
1: they're, they're awful, <laughs> yeah. but...
0: Okay, listen, Manborg fans, like, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> what gives you the right... <laughs> hey, man.
1: Hey. It's a very don't different... Don't knock it. It's, you a different,
0: it a different, yeah, it's a different palette entirely. Um, I just think that, like, Furious, Furious 7, uh, it doesn't, like, it's not, like, relying on a shtick so much as it is just going Ludicrous crazy. Like, just... Yeah. I don't know if Ludacris is in this one, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally.
1: So meaning man. Literally. I know. I know. He, he the yes, adjective. He, yes.
2: Uh, I think there's a good formula that exists for a great action film, and it can all be found in Predator. Uh, it, obviously, you're taking it to the 11 if you have a minigame. <laughs> but uh, to qualify for good, great dialogue. You need those quippy lines, like, like snappy dialogue. Snappy dialogue. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's the matter, Dylan? CIA got you pushing too many pencils. Brilliant, <laughs> akin to Furious 7's, uh, Where's the cavalry? I am the cavalry. <laughs> Whoa. Um, uh, so that you need good cinematography, which uh, you know is actually caught on in this movie, I believe, yeah. and good music, good action. Like it's it's very simple, yeah. um, and maybe taking yourself too seriously. Could happen, but I think you, you get moments of that, like, yeah, even in, yeah. in diehards, like, there's there's situations where... Oh, yeah.
1: There's it, often a lesson learned at some yeah. point.
2: You gotta have some morals in there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> My girlfriend's just
0: having a moment right now watching the movie project. Wow. I
2: honestly don't think we're making her laugh at all. I think
0: it's what <laughs> no, she's watching on no. TV. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I mean. Which, she's having a moment. She actually had to stop There's actually the nothing on TV no, right no. now. She's watching the mini project. Oh. Um, i that. Yeah, I don't know. I. I Actually, I'll freely admit that I probably have a... A kind of irrational dislike for Expendables, and there's probably a lot of reasons for liking that movie that are similar to Furious 7. Regardless, Furious 7 just looks like a lot of fun. Why don't you like the Expendables? I, I don't like... Well, for one thing, I hate cashing in on nostalgia. I don't like... But you watched it. the man board. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but I don't think that... Well, for one, that didn't cash in shit. <laughs> That's It, did true. Not it make didn't money. cash in at all. Um, and I think there's a difference between something like homage and then... Just using things like act, like stars to just... Hey, remember me? Yeah, exactly. To, to play that sort of thing. Or, or getting Schwarzenegger to say, like, I'll be back. like Does he say that? I believe in one of the later ones he does. In the second one he does. Yeah.
1: So, like, fuck that. I don't know. That's just... It's cheap. I feel like it they should play with that and just be like, you know, I might not be back. That would be, see, that would actually be great though, but they wouldn't yeah, do that. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. No, but.
2: wasn't it Bruce Willis said it and then like Schwarzenegger oh, see, gave him like a. Yeah, a,
0: some
1: cut eye or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Either way, I, I, I think mean, that.
2: the appropriate thing to do in that situation was to eye. say, yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's you that's take true. mine, I take <laughs> yours. Yeah. Then it just, like, devolves
0: into nonsense. I'd watch
2: that. I'd watch the banter between those two.
0: (laughs) They're just, like, shouting catchphrases at each other.
2: I think Bruce Willis would have a tough time keeping up with Schwarzenegger.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Schwarzenegger's got a lot of... He's the king uh, of one-liners. Starts telling him to get to the chopper (laughs) and everything. (laughs) It's not a tumor. (laughs) (laughs) He's your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I, I think that, like... The Expendables to me always felt like it was it was a cheap cash in on nostalgia by getting these actors to just be in a movie. It didn't matter like the content didn't matter. The whole reason that you're watching it is just because these guys are in it. Similar to like Transformers, no one cared. It's just it's Transformers. See it because of that. Uh, Ninja Turtles is the same kind of thing. And I think that you know those those kind of they often kind of put me off because it's just like it makes me feel like a fucking mark. Because it's like they're saying to me, it's like, we want your money and we think that we can trick you into it, but with just this formula of things. Well,
2: I would argue the first Transformers at least was great. I could listen I to say bus-
1: great I would say great. It was entertaining. Bubble. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, it was a bubblegum. Like, yeah, it, it yeah. lasted for so long. Um, I would argue more akin to your arg- argument. God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to my ESL yeah. class after this. Um... Uh, it was battleship, like that. Oh, yeah. That is totally banging
0: on which I didn't even understand because I was like, "Who liked that game that
1: much?" Wasn't a very good game. It, it was, was okay. Never
2: something that should have been translated into a narrative. Like no, no one was concerned no. what happened after you sunk.
1: <laughs> That's the what
0: I mean. It's just like whatever. It, you're
1: right, and I mean similarly. I, <laughs> I actually... Guess who is now, the, now gonna That be. was that was the expansion pack. Was when there's a cruise line <laughs> the mix. Oh my god! Yeah, but I know, missed the boat on that. There are military ships, I think, in the original game. <laughs> you think There wasn't a- like people. <laughs> on the no, dead. Like, it's, <laughs> just, it's just a dinghy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A <laughs> sailboat.
0: <laughs> wow. But uh, similarly, I saw the movie Ouija, and I regretted it so it, much. Is there a terrible. Ouija board no. in it? Yeah, it's like literally like. Like, from the trademarked Ouija board. Yeah. You know, like, but, like, I mean, they use this was a Ouija, like Ouija board.
2: That, yeah. at least... I mean, you could at least fathom. If someone yeah. said they're making a movie about... Or called Ouija, you'd be like, okay, so some ghost comes and attacks yeah. these kids they yeah. pull it up on the board. Like, fine. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like... When they yeah. said Battlestar... Yeah, or Battle. Or Battle- yeah. Uh, Let's not... I know, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> we're not going to shit and on, on Battlestar,
2: Battlestar. I'm so sorry. Um, Unless you want
1: to talk about the finale, because I'll shit on that all day. Everyone
2: will. Yeah. Um, no, Battleship. Yes. Uh, there was nothing that came to my mind about what they were going to do. No,
1: and the like, Ouija board yeah. is like a framework for something to happen, right? Yeah. Like, there's going to be some kind of message, this is just what enables yeah. the scenario to play out. Yeah. Battleship, that's the whole thing, is you're just shooting at each other's <laughs> Yeah, it's also not even happening. necessarily
0: a game, it's also just a type of ship. Yeah, so. it's a ship in that game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the... I think we can all agree that there are times where it just feels so obvious that it's, like, something's trying to cash in on your nostalgia. Expendables felt like that for me. For others, it might not. Because, I mean, I'm also the first to admit I like, you know, movies like Iron Man or something that totally cash in on the fact that I like comic books. Uh, But they didn't evoke that from me, that sense of, like, fuck you, you're just trying to, like, you know, make money off my childhood Because, you know, either the trailers seem like they would be good movies or they really seem like they put an honest effort into making it something that's worthwhile on its own merits.
2: I wonder if British audiences feel that way about movies like Shaun of the Dead. Because if you're actually aware of British film and television, when you watch those movies, it's like, ping, 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 ping. Like, all of these people that have been a part of something long-standing, like serial and such. And those are clearly banking on nostalgia because they're playing back to you movies like yeah army of darkness evil dead and that sort of thing
0: and i know like something like edgar wright and uh those guys they do have a very honest and like unabashed like love for those things mm-hmm. maybe that was part of it is maybe i just never felt like sylvester stallone actually gave a shit about this stuff he just saw an opportunity like i don't know if that's true that's just what it felt like you know, and, I, but I don't know. I was never,
2: say. like, I grew up, for sure, in a Schwarzenegger home. Like, I don't you think understood. I saw... I was kind of a Van, Van Damme man
0: myself, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck you. Nobody I, was. A yeah. uh,
2: little side trivia. Van Damme played Predator in the original, like, when they started filming it. He was, like, a red lobster-looking dude. <laughs> uh, and then he complained a lot about how he wasn't getting enough face time in the movie train the alien, and then right. Stan Winston was brought in and created the the, the now-looking uh, Predator. Yep. But uh, a little off-topic. <laughs> I just want to see
0: John is roundhouse best, like, kick someone's head off a as a glorious, Predator.
2: Uh, you can watch uh, a YouTube video that like, shows the early stages <laughs> of the movie, and it's awful. Um, and uh, there's a picture of... Um, oh, God. Um, Apollo Creed. Um,
0: yeah.
2: Why am I. Um, oh, God. Oh, no, I'm, this is my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can oh, me, no. we delete this whole part yeah. so no one will ever know that?
0: If- Carl Weathers. Oh, Carl Jesus Weathers. Christ. Someone arrested him. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, there's a great picture of the two of them, and like Van Damme's is like half in wardrobe oh. but face exposed, and he's just like. <sighs> I'm never going to be <laughs> like,
0: Watch hands.
2: It he looks like a giant prawn it's just it's so awful oh and man the predator God. of district 9 yeah like Schwarzenegger uh, had obviously a relationship with, um, with James Cameron at that point um, they had not done anything yet because I think that Terminator came after I want to say Didn't but it, when was maybe predator? it did come before Terminator
1: but, was in the 80s
2: yeah, so it was Predator. Yeah. Anyway, they had a relationship, and Stan Winston was a part of all of the Terminator uh, designs, and he had a relationship with Cameron, so he came in and saved the day and gave us the dreadlock glory. Yeah,
0: which I think that, that, like, without that monster design, that movie wouldn't have been the same movie. It was. Well, with a lobster prawn. Yeah. Well, it's just like thing. anything, I think that the Predator design is, like, incredibly iconic. It's It's. Up there with like the xenomorph in terms of just being a incredibly recognizable, also Stan Winston. yeah, and just super cool uh monster, yeah. yeah, it was Stan Winston, but also partially designed by HR Geiger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, of yeah. course,
2: sorry. Um,
0: but he, I think, Not that he long did yeah. die yeah,
1: I think we talked about that in a previous one. Why moment. did we talk about everyone dying? Uh, there's some <laughs> oh, no. dying, oh, I people dying, so, um, but.
0: Yeah,
2: I kind of lost my point, but what I was gonna say is, I grew up in a Schwarzenegger home. Like, yeah. it took me a while before I even saw the Die Hard movies. Uh, in fact, I saw Vengeance first because I was a Samuel Jackson fan. Um, so I didn't really grow up with the Stallone nostalgia. But I think yeah. in having seen Expendables and then going back and watching some Rambo's and stuff. Yeah, Expendables. Uh, well, I always thought that Everyone did. Um, because I was a Lithgow fan. Yes. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Lithgow um,
0: made one hell of a bad he's guy. He's a he good did. villain. But I uh hated that guy. yeah, I think
2: Expendables is actually closer to that style of action film that he always was a part of. So yeah. I I think you just had to be on board with that and yeah. you might have liked it.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. So I think the the takeaway here is that I am a pretentious asshole. Yep. Yeah. Well yeah, that was never. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was already you know, taken as written. Uh, But yeah,
2: this this is my second podcast. That's the second time I've ever heard that. Take it as read. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the first time with the previous podcast. There you
0: go. We we like to recycle (laughs) expressions that are not commonly used. Um, All right. So let's, I guess, move on to the last topic that you, Jenny, have nothing to say about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great, great. So, you know, (laughs) <laughs> At this point, you could just basically leave if you wanted to. Okay, right? thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, but the thing that we, I, I know that uh, you and I, Tom, wanted to talk about was uh, there was a recently really interesting article that was part, published, uh, I think, by Forbes that was about um, the game Bloodborne, uh, which you have played, Tom. I have not yet. But how reviewers have been very...
2: I'm just going to go watch <laughs> the mini <menu> project <laughs> yeah, with your girlfriend.
0: <laughs> um, but... Uh, <laughs> The, reviewer, or the article basically talks about how reviewers have been overwhelmingly positive about that game, but the the game is actually crazy difficult and not necessarily a game that's accessible for most people. I think it's like, you know, it's, so there's this misconception that a lot of people are making, thinking that it's like the best game ever and they're going to really enjoy it, and then playing it and then just hating it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Tom, while you wait a bit, I mean, you have a lot of experience with those guys like the, the from software the soul guys schemes, yeah. yeah so what did, what do you think first of all you read the article right uh i did and i skimmed it okay well it's good enough we'll we'll go with skimming <laughs> good enough good <laughs> enough um part hitting journalism
1: here <laughs> well i yeah. guess the broader point about it not being for everyone is very true
2: have you guys even described this game i i mean i have shut off my listening powers at this point but yeah
1: yeah um, like like well okay I so to
0: talk about the game it.
1: Listening powers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so the souls games are basically you are it's an action RPG where you go around killing demons and monsters and collecting their souls or blood in this game in Bloodborne. Um Charming. yeah, I mean that's that's basically what happens in the games. Yeah. But they're they're quite different than what else is out there because they are very difficult which is part of a, I guess, broader discussion about game design because they're hard, but they also teach you how to play it. You just have to play it differently. Like, if right. you run in there hacking and slashing, you're going to die because these things can kill you really easily. But if you play carefully and properly the way the game teaches you to play, you actually don't die that much. I, I found that, like, say, a mainstream game, like, I found when I was playing Demon Souls, which was the first one... yeah. Uh, I played that a lot. Yeah. And loved it. Um, and I was also playing Uncharted 2, I think, at the same time. And I found that Uncharted 2, actually, I died way more. It huh. was way cheaper deaths than in Demon's Souls. Yeah. Demon Souls is not cheap. It's very fair. It's just it's difficult. Yeah. And you have to play the way that works. It, yeah, the way that it's sort of designed to. Is
2: that kind of... Similar to like Bioshock where you have like an option, hey, yeah, hey, there you I know go. what I'm talking about, where you have the option to like play it in one vein where like you're good or you play it like in the um, manipulative, I just want to get through this. And no, you know, like there's not, there's
1: form. not that much dialogue mm. in it. Um,
2: and this is for what system by the way?
1: Bloodborne is on PlayStation 4. It's an okay. exclusive for now. Yeah. Um. Which I guess is partly why it was such big news, because it was the first big exclusive game in a while and it yeah. was so well reviewed. Yeah. Um, but I would say that I as someone who really enjoys the Souls games, and I haven't played that much Bloodborne yet, but I really yeah. enjoy what I've played, I definitely agree that it's not for everyone. And yeah. so I think that if these people are writing these reviews saying, like, this is an amazing game, you should go buy it, a lot of people will be disappointed with it. Yeah. But uh, I was saying to you earlier, it's not unlike, say, music criticism. Yeah. Where you, a lot of music critics will glowingly endorse some kind of art pop thing that I might find is not actually that listenable.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good if, point. Like, it happens. Yeah. I think a big part of the problem is the fact that these things are usually on, like, sort of a, a value scale of, like, one to ten or one to five, right. where it's like, you just see a, a mark, a grade, and you're like, okay, well, I should buy this or I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, honestly, if people are buying a game based on that that just makes you a bad consumer frankly it's just like you're not you're not doing doing, you're not doing your homework that you should be to be buying this game yeah um but sorry to touch more on what you're saying about the bioshock or comparing it to uncharted it's kind of different in that the the way what it's really teaching you is sort of the gameplay mechanics or like how to like you know approach like how to fight enemies or whatever and you have to you have to really do it the right Pick way, your like spots. Way, yeah, yeah, exactly, and, mm. and understand how the game works. And you're right in that something like Uncharted, you'll die so many more times. Mm-hmm. But one of the big things that's different is the 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 reward or sorry the um, the risk factor of dying is very different. If you die in Bloodborne or any of the Souls games, it really sucks.
1: It, like, it do send you, go you back to the beginning. Uh, yeah, like you'll go back to whatever the nearest yeah quote unquote checkpoint is, and there's only a few. Oh, it, like, there's so less, for like that area... Well it's a pretty interesting mechanic actually because as I was saying about collecting souls or blood, like you basically go out and say in Bloodborne, you kill these things yeah. and then you get some of their blood that you collect. And then when you go back to your main hub, you can spend that on new equipment yeah. or on upgrading your character. Yeah. But all of the stuff that you're carrying, all the blood that you're carrying, if you die you lose it. Mm. So, you can go back to that spot and pick it up again, but if you die again before you get back, it's gone. Yeah, you'll never get that So, if you're getting deep into a level and you've got a bunch of blood, it's kind of now a risk-reward thing. Like, do I keep going to try and finish, or do I turn back to kind of cash in on this stuff?
0: Cash in that sweet spot. At which point,
1: everything along the way will have come back to life again you yeah. have to go through them oh, again. Wow. and you have to collect a lot of blood like you need like an elevator full of blood
0: to like really level up. Yeah, right, stuff, you know? right but <laughs> to use at them the them same to time <laughs>
1: it doesn't help you that much like if you're good at the game you, you don't need to have a high level your equipment right. doesn't matter that much if you're good at it you can still succeed it, and if you have good equipment and you're a higher level and you aren't good at it, it just that won't it, help you.
0: Yeah, it, it makes it a bit easier, but you're still going to, like, get... Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's so, definitely, like, it, that's the thing. is like, yeah, you don't necessarily die as much, but there's, there's a more punishing, diff, like, a sort of result of dying.
1: Right. And I think that's what... But also dying is part of the game. And, again, that's going to get into possibly getting lost in the weeds a little bit. but. Yeah it's expected that you'll die yeah. and dying is not the end of the world and actually, especially in Demon Souls, has some advantages to being dead because then you can play as a ghost which has its own actual advantages. Yeah. So, um, But uh, the thing I guess I
0: was just going to sort of draw as a comparison to say more mainstream, like games like Uncharted or BioShock, or more accessible games is that, you know, you die more but it has less impact or meaning. Like you dying in those games usually doesn't matter. You start... Like, maybe five minutes from where you were, like, you know, of gameplay where you were, and then you just do it again and you figure it out. Um, and I think that that kind of speaks more to what the sort of the, the trend in gameplay is and what people have come to expect. Because games a few years, like, you know, like 10 years ago were way harder, or like going back, way back to like Super Nintendo, where, you know, you die, you just have to restart the whole damn mm-hmm. level. Um you know, that's just what we expected. But, you know, it's a new generation of gamers. People have different expectations because of what's changed over time, right? So I think that's, that's the thing is that these reviews aren't touching on that. They're not really saying, like, you know, the whole thing is, you know, like, here's the thing about this game is that when you fail, it hurts. And I don't think, uh, you know, like people are actually adequately prepared for that.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's as bad as you're saying though. Like, it's I don't know. Not, it's, it's not, not like ex- it's from my experience yeah. from playing like Demon Souls. I don't know. Like, it's not that bad to die. I, uh... but it's it, it there's more consequences than in the other games. But it's not like it's devastating.
0: I've I've nearly broken my controller playing Demon Souls. Really? Oh God, yeah. Because you get like, you carefully sort of get like make your way like 20, 30 minutes into like one of these areas or something. And then there's just something that you're not sure how to deal with, and you make the wrong decision, <laughs> and then you're like, "Fuck my life! I'm gonna have to spend another half an hour just to get back to where I was, just so right. I don't lose everything I've accumulated." Longer. But one
1: of the positives of the it's an incredibly well designed game is because when you you fucked up and you died, the point is that you can learn from that. Sure. Whereas, like, but it I doesn't found make
0: that it any less frustrating to have to go like.
1: To yeah, learn from but to stay, you have, to, have well, to... Well, I mean, I got... I mean, I enjoyed playing the game, so yeah. going... Playing it again, like, going through that stage doesn't really matter as much to me. But, for example, something in Uncharted 2, I would find I'd get to this one stage where they just throw, like, 50 baddies at you, and you're shooting them, like, 20 times each. Yeah. And then you fail, like, seven times, and then you just happen to succeed the next time. And I learned nothing f- from it, from a gameplay perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. And another thing in the... in. I think it was Forbes, it could have been Wired, but I think it was Forbes that was saying that basically the reviewers have have failed gamers by kind of wholeheartedly endorsing the game, which I think has a lot of merit to it, because yeah. it, it isn't a game for everybody. Yeah. But they take pains as well to point out the fact that it is a lovingly crafted game, it is technically brilliant. Oh, absolutely. It is a phenomenal game, it's yeah. just it only appeals maybe to a more niche audience.
0: Yeah. And I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yeah. So hey, lady listeners. <laughs> I'm going to just email him.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I was, was think... going to say, sorry.
2: Yeah, go, ahead, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, may I talk about my secondhand experience of gaming? <laughs> I, I have always watched my brothers play video games, and now I watch my boyfriend play video games. And the two that he most recently played was Red Dead Redemption and Bioshock. Now he's on three, but I think it was two at the time. Yeah. Um. Red Dead Redemption, he would actually, like, go out of his way to get killed, and he would end up killing a bunch of people before just to have fun. Right. Because something in the game would happen that he wanted to reset. So he would use it to his advantage just to reset and start again from a checkpoint. Yeah. Bioshock, he would lose his shit because of what you're talking about, just in, like, the struggle to get to a point and then failing. And I really feel like it's a lazy player who freaks out about the, like, the learning curve of getting to a certain point. Like, you're either taking it to advantage that you die, or you're complaining. So, you are all assholes (laughs) as far as I'm
0: concerned. Well, you know what? I won't even argue that, because I think that, I think a lot of the times, I kind of am a lazy gamer, and I I don't give a shit. I'm not playing a game to be fucking good at something. If I wanted to be good at something, I'd take up woodwork. I'm Are you a, good at woodworking? I'm, I'm a fine craftsman. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, as far but as, you like, don't take it. I don't, I don't play a video game to develop some sort of a skill. I, like, I mean, it's, it's satisfying when you're good at a game for sure, but like, I don't see that as the reason to play it. I play because it's fucking fun. Like, that's, that's the whole like, reason I spend money and time on these things. Uh, and not to mention that being good at a video game has virtually no transferable skill. Uh, it, to my estimation, like there's not a whole lot of other things in life that being good at Demon Souls will, will help me with. Um, so, you don't know where this world is going.
2: I feel like... <laughs> you don't know what yeah, these gamers... Yeah.
0: Okay. I feel like there are gamers out there that would, would hear that and just want to kill me for saying that. Because I'm sure there yeah. are people that really feel like there's <laughs> worthwhile experience. And to them I say... I don't care, <laughs> but yeah, um, I would think that
1: yeah. that is the crux of the whole argument, though, is because I do find Demon Souls fun, and yeah. different people find different things fun, sure, so absolutely it's like
2: I think your analogy about music was spot on, yeah like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody has a different taste, and uh you might like a genre and not like an album,
0: yeah, but. and I think maybe like it's not that reviewers should be necessarily um like not endorsing it wholeheartedly. Because I think if they genuinely love the game, then they absolutely should. I think what it should come down to is a, is a clearer definition of like what the, the the strengths of the game are and what kind of person it would appeal to. And the other thing is maybe just having a broader sort of like a a, a broader sort of sense of reviewers that have different sort of feelings about games. Like uh, I just, I'm almost kind of shocked that the game has so few negative reviews because surely there are game reviewers out there that played it and, didn't like that. Similar to myself, did not enjoy that style of gameplay. Yeah, and it makes me wonder why didn't they write anything? Like why didn't they say it was shit?
1: Was it well? Was it I pressure or like probably a lot of it is because it's not shit. Like it is a fantastic game. Yeah, like nobody seems to be debating that at all. It's just some people just don't care well, for it. But it's like fair. how are you going to trash it?
0: Well, I mean,
1: I think that Other personal than taste saying that has that to I come into it to a certain I didn't extent. Like it, right? Yeah. Like, I, any sort like, of like, do you want to write a whole... away from
0: their personal experience? Yeah, but
1: like, do you, so you want them to write a whole review about how, hey, you know, this is what the game's about, blah blah, it's, it's well made, and I just, I don't like it. Uh, well, I think that there's,
0: well, for one thing, uh, just because a game's well made doesn't necessarily make it like. A good game from your experience, right? Like, I think that there are legitimate reasons you could write about, like it not work, the game not working for you, that could impact the review. Like, sure. I would argue that, say, something like the checkpoint system, the way it works, you could, you, like, you could argue that that's a negative. Some people might argue that it's a positive, but from your experience, it, it's perfectly valid to argue it as a negative. You know, what do you mean? Like that you have to start way back or whatever. That there isn't like a regular um, checkpoint system.
1: Well, there kind of is. Like, they're not. They're actually not that far.
0: But, I mean, okay. I'm just saying the, there are subjective experiences in a video game that can impact whether or not you think it's, it, like, you know, how you sort of value it. Um, and regardless of, like, the more, uh, the, the more sort of, like, universal, still objective, but still more universal things, like how pretty it is, or, like, how how, like, good the mechanics are. Those things are, you know, obviously always important, but they don't define the whole experience. No. So... I guess that's all I'm saying is that um, you know, like, I'm surprised there aren't more like either the game reviewers all genuinely like that style of gameplay. It could
1: be because they yeah. play games for a living, exactly,
0: uh, or they're not they're not necessarily weighing their person like their experience, they're sort of like the fun factor of their experience into the way that they're actually like breaking down these games, and that's maybe that's why the, there's that problem. So I guess that's that's my. Uh my theory as to why uh you know like the game had such positive reviews though it didn't necessarily represent the like you know fans or like you know the the gamer community um but I don't know yeah so i like, I don't know that that's that's i'm I'm putting that out there as my explanation for it but uh yeah, clearly you liked it, so I guess it didn't really it did those reviews are spot on for you. Well, I haven't read any of
1: the reviews. Well, I'm just saying,
0: like the the fact that based on that article, the fact that it is overwhelmingly positive, that suits you
1: quite yeah. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, exactly.
0: But for someone like me, where it doesn't, I can only that those are that's my guess as to why. But anyway, that's our show. Uh, That's basically all our major topics.
2: What about Quantum Corner?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, do you have? Oh, you want to get started this week? Is Quantum Corner
1: just for stylistic purposes? Is that spelled with a Q? The corner. Yes. Yeah. It absolutely. I mean, Warner. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, uh, you know, we haven't really set up for it. I don't feel <laughs> I didn't like know we were doing it until right now. I, like, there's no actual set here to really get into the mood of it. Yeah. We but
0: need to figure out the format. Come
2: we on. will. Uh, so let's just leave it on a teaser. Okay. Which is, I choose to tell you trivia about the teaser of the show, which was Oh Boy. <laughs> okay. And in the fact, O-1. it was improvised by Scott Bakula in one of the episodes. And then they liked it so much they decided to end every episode right. with okay. "Oh boy." So was
1: it in the first episode he did it, or it was, it was, not, was part way through? It not it just in started first doing episode. It?
0: Okay. Wow. Well, there you have it. So uh, next week's podcast, you will be treated to Quantum Corner. Quantum Corner. Oh boy.
2: <laughs> I just wanted it to end on "Oh boy." <laughs> so oh
0: boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I picked up on the cue. I picked up on the cue.